God gives keys at certain times in history. One of the keys that God has given to us over the years is the presence of God. That is unlocking, man, the whole deal. Because we've actually, Julie's right, we've locked God out of the church. And, um, but, you know, when you worship and when you aspire to God in, in this most dramatic way, and I'm talking about by your heart, not mental ascension, not just a creed, not a confession of faith, but when you bring your heart to church and when you let your heart worship God, it's then when all heaven breaks loose. And of course, he fills the house with his presence and then God starts to begin to troubleshoot people's lives, heal them, soul surgery, inner healing, deliverance. And I just couldn't be amazed. I was just, I mean, I was amazed because we had the revivalist Jeremy Nelson last week. If you missed those meetings, four or five meetings we had, and it started to grow and grow and grow and the people started to come and come. I didn't know who all these people were. We must have had a couple of hundred visitors in the house that came to C3 by word of mouth mainly and by, you know, just people find out there's anointed ministry in town. People will make a beeline for that because they get confident that, hey, man, I'm into that. And, and of course, they come. And, and I'm at the end of his preaching. Now, one of the key things that I, I heard of numerous people was that, man, I didn't know you could preach like. So I didn't know, I didn't even know what the anointing was. A lot of people said. So we've got a lot of young people saved only recently, a year, two years. And they're saying, man, I never felt the anointing like that. I've never felt the presence of God like that. I've never felt the glory like that. Because these guys carry around the anointing and carry around the glory. And that's what God's doing. He's releasing the glory into the church. And it's having a profound effect. Uh, in, in, and man, you know, if you get the glory happening wherever you are, pray. Because that's where miracles are. In the glory is the miracles. And so he's preached and it was awesome. And then I got to come up here and as he was laying hands on people... And I couldn't, I was amazed at seeing how many people were just awesomely spellbound by God. You know, men, burly men too, bunch of them over here in that corner and some over here just standing there spellbound by God. I mean, mere words don't do that. You, you can't apprehend people. If they're not apprehended, they go, they leave. But these people were, we said to them at 7.30, look, this is the normal time. We finish church. If you want to go, you can go. But we're going to carry on. We're going to open up the altar. Nobody left. Nobody moved. And so from 7.30 to 9.30, we're in this place of being impacted by God. And people want, wanted that, that anointing. They wanted to catch something. They wanted to be imparted. And it was called activation and impartation wasn't it? So everyone was just waiting. Even these big burly guys had probably hardly come to church, but their wives had brought them and whatever. And, and bang, they got impacted. And I couldn't believe some of the people that even turned up two services on the Sunday to receive what they knew was the manifested reality of God coming towards you. And, and you know, you can receive that and, and, and you can get blessed in that. In a, in a powerful way. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. 
So in the last days, I think it's in, um, I, I think it's in 2 Timothy 3.5, and I'm not going to go too long because, Julie, that was a very important message. And, um, man, our, our trust is in God. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. But, you know, he uses people to, to make stuff happen. So just be aware of that, that uh, you know, how are we going to get people saved? I mean, it could come by glory cloud or, or, or something, a pillar of fire, but it, it, it's going it's to come by the, the preaching of the word, amen? It's going to come by someone preaching to them. That's why God's raising up a whole army of young people and all the generations so people can be saved. Here's probably the only thing I can say this morning, that there's a warning in 2 Peter 3.5 and we... And you're asking me probably, why revival? Why do these guys come and upset the apple? You know, why do they upset us? You know, I mean, in the terms of overturn our boats, upset the apple cart. Is that a saying? Yeah, upset the apple cart. So the apples fly everywhere. Oh my God, we had all these apples nicely presented. Well, our church was nicely and it's timely and announcements. And did you see our new projector? And oh, look how we're dressed and. God says, that's all great, but actually, I want to be represented. I want to be represented. My kindness, my goodness, my holiness is all about, his holiness, his glory is all about his goodness. And people were impacted by his goodness, his glory. And that's a powerful thing. When that happens, you sport for the ordinary. But in the last days, it says, people will be lovers of themselves. They will be, you know, blasphemous and they will be mockers and and disobedient and, you know. And then then, then it says this. It says this about about the church. In in 2 Timothy 3, 5. And then there's going to be these, these church people that have a form of godliness. They have a creed. They have a confession of faith. They come to church. They carry their Bible. They look like Christians, but they deny the power therein. Meaning that they deny the, 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 the knowledge of a power, of a presence of God, of a glory that can have an effect on your etern- internal life. And what these people are basically saying that, you know, in, in, in the depths of my life, really God hasn't had a lot, a, a lot of effect. That living this life is all about just an outward sign, just an outward um, appearances. But help me, can I do a survey? Who's been really impacted by God, got saved in their heart of hearts? Who, who really got impacted and you know, they're never the same again? Some people are looking for that. Some people have mental ascension. They've made, and it's okay to be real with God. Say, look God, I have made a confession of faith. I have a creed. I abide to the Apostles' Creed. I have a confession. I come to church. I pay my tithe. I do that. But really, I'm still looking. Even after Jeremy Nelson says, come, the revival ministry has come, I'm still looking for What's that song, that U2 song? Still haven't found what I'm looking for. I mean, we're all like that a bit, aren't we? 
Well, we truly are. I mean, we even go from Jerry's, Jeremy's meetings. Man, yeah, that was great, but there's got to be more. It was a bit like that. So, um, there, there, there is, can I tell you this, and I, I, I'm proof of it, that, that there is a power that, that God releases through, that has, God has released through the cross of Calvary, through his blood that was shed. The power that, that was released through that can heal you, bless you. I mean, if you knew that you were saved by the Lamb's blood every day, if you knew that you were, you know, blessed by grace every day, if you knew that, if you knew that you, uh, that you were saved every day, man, you would just get stronger and stronger in this stuff and you would begin to, man, be changed from the inside out and you would begin to shine forth the glory of God. The fruits of the Spirit would be seen on your life. The, 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 the peace, you know, the, the love, the joy, the peace, the kindness, the goodness. I mean, that would be visibly seen on you. But can I tell you this, that revival is a revolution of your heart. It's a revolution. And I'm just getting images like the French Revolution where, I don't know, what was that big play that was at the, what was that? Les Miserables? Yeah, Les Mis, you know. And, oh, man. And I saw this at the Laycock Street Theatre. I've seen the big one in Sydney, but I saw the Laycock Street Theatre. It was fantastic. And the construction of the, of the, the siege, what is it, the, uh, the barricades. Awesome job they did. And, and, and just that alone was worth going to see it at the local Lake, at Laycock Street Theatre, the Gosford Theatre crew there. And I can actually see in the spirit this, uh, what is it, this barricade almost like that in front of God, saying, no God, you can't come into my life, into my heart like this. This ain't right. Some people are like that. No, (laughs) I can't let you in. (laughs) Waving the flag. Stand on the top. No. But in revival and how the Pentecostal church was birthed was that there was a desperation, I'm getting somewhere, that there was a desperation of a need of power within an individual, within the church. And the Pentecostal church, which is this is supposed to be one of them, the spirit-filled church, we call it now, um, was birthed in the early 1900s through the Azusa Street, Los Angeles, one-eyed black person that ushered in a profound move of God and also the Welsh revival that swept the world and literally gave birth to the Holy Spirit baptized, empowered movement called the Pentecostal Church. And this is the church that we are supposed to be subscribing to and propagating even now. Not the church that has a form of godliness, but a church that has godliness 
and respecting and acknowledging the power therein of the gospel, the power therein of the presence of God, the power therein of the word of God, the power in prayer that affects prayer, the power of a changed life, the power to live a holy life, the power to live on the cusp of God's best days for you. That, that life can only be led in the power. And so this guy releases a book and, um, and, and it, it's a book that, that says basically pardon, purity and power. Threefold ministry of the Holy Spirit, he says. And he released this and he saw a lot of revival meetings. He saw a lot of great stuff happen and he saw a lot of shipwrecks of even ministers and churches, but he said it was all because they left out one of those things. And he says there's a holy wedlock of those three things, a holy wedlock of those three, three things. What are they? Justification, pardon. When you were saved, you were absolutely set free. You were set free and separated to live, separated out of darkness, out of the worldly's agenda, out of the world's agenda, out of sin, out of sickness, out of poverty, out of all that, when you were saved, according to Christ, according to the Word of God, you were set free and separated. And he says this, there's three things, there's a holy wedlock with, which we've got to take into consideration. When one of these is missing, the church loses its power. Justification, your pardon, you're set free. Sanctification, purity. Sanctification is the Holy Spirit, the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit. Who knows what I'm talking about? It's the befriending of the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to purify you, bless you through the Word, through the anointed, inspired preaching, Word of God, the atmosphere of God, the presence of God, all that, the Holy Spirit sanctifying you, cleansing you. But the third one was this. The third one was the baptism in the Holy Spirit, the power, the power of God. We, everyone needs that. And he says, I've seen it all. This is a theologian. He said, I've seen it all. I've seen great moves of the Spirit. I've seen great calamities. But at the end of the day, we need to realize we're saved, we're set free, we're, we're born again. It's absolutely right. We've been separated from darkness, separated from the, the hordes of hell, the sickness, the darkness. We've been separated. We have been pardoned. And because of that, we need to stand up and say, God, thank you for that, and then begin to appropriate all that the Holy Spirit wants in our life to be perfected, to be who we, are, who we can be, who we're called to be. And then the third one was this, the power, the power of the glory of God, the power of the anointing, the power of a changed life, but the power of being able to accommodate God and walk that out in Jesus' name. Then we can witness, then we can pray, then we can give, then we can come to church, and then we can believe for these grand plans for the church. I have a dream, and it is for the local church to be all that it can. A purified, cleansed, whole I think it's the cry of freedom within the church to be separated from all this stuff. And it's the heart cry of me to see the church to be separated from all that stuff. I want to be set free from this, that. I don't want that on my life. I don't want to believe in that. I don't want to... 
subscribe to I don't I don't want to be thinking that. I don't want to but you can. If you appropriate all what the Easter message is about, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of Christ. And if you appropriate the Holy Spirit, baptize me afresh, Holy Spirit. Fill me, bless me, revive me. Do it again, do it again, that I may be separated for your purpose and your plans, that Lord, you are obviously So let's all stand. God bless you. Father in this house, help us, Lord God, not deny the power. Again, that scripture in 2 Timothy 3, 5, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Romans 1.16 says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Romans 4.21, being fully persuaded that God had power. Who's fully persuaded that God has power to change your life, to bless your life? Romans 15:19 by the power of signs and miracles through the power of the spirit so from Jerusalem all the way around to Ilkerim I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ and 1 Corinthians 2:4 my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words but with a demonstration of the spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on man's wisdom but on God's power. Let's pray this. Father, open my eyes. John the Baptist said, there's one coming after me. He says this in Matthew chapter 3, verse 12 thereabouts. He says, there's one coming after me and he will baptize you with fire. And he did come. Jesus Christ. He came. And he released a fire that purges, that cleanses, that empowers us. And so with hands held up right now, church, let's do this. Father, I thank you for the spirit of revival that has touched my life, blessed my life, anointed my life to hear you again, to know you, to experience you. Why do we experience God? Why do we be to know God? We experience God to know God. So Lord, right now, continue to open my eyes, open my ears to your spirit realm, that I may hear you and know you for what you want to do for my life, my family, my children. Lord, I present every situation of my life, every circumstance of my life, and I say, God, God's a good God. He doesn't want to... He wants to bless you. All He wants to do is set you, set you, set you on the true north of where God, where He wants you. And then He wants to bless you in every manner of way. He wants to bless your relationships. He wants to bless your life, your health, your joy, your...
God, I just pray.